Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Practical Faith, a House of Worship, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on September 10th, 2017. Well, good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Doing well? Excited to be here? Righty? Yay. Yay, Jesus, right? Amen. Well, when we think about God's house, what comes to mind? We all know that, that, that you and I, we, we are God's house. We are the temple of the living God. And God created us. He built us. He shaped us. He formed us to dwell in us. And I know sometimes that's kind of uh, a tough dynamic to kind of think about that. The, the, the living God, the God that created the heavens and the earth would want to be a part of our lives. But I, I think that's an element, a critical element of our lives that we have to kind of understand that, that you and I are God's house. That, that he wants to not only live in us, but he also wants to live through us. You know, you've probably heard this saying, uh, a house is made of, of brick and stone, uh, but a home is made from love alone, right? It's a, it's a familiar kind of saying. It's a familiar term. And a lot of us actually probably even have it in our house somewhere on a sign or on a placard. And, and what happens there when we think about that term, you know, a house is made from brick and stone and a home is made from love alone, it creates a mindset in our minds and we start to think about yeah it's just a building it's just a place but what happens inside is what makes the difference right what i want to do this morning is is to hopefully change our mindset a little bit and change the way we dialogue about how we are a house of worship how god wants to live in us and through us and so i want us to change that phrase to a phrase that says this, a house is made by God and you, that house, has been, be, has been created to be loved by God. See, when you think about your purpose, when you think about who you are as an individual, you have to understand that God made you, created you to love you. You know, it's been said that, that most Christians today don't understand what true worship is. And you see it if you read the internet and blogs and all these Christian leaders and all these books and there's this huge dialogue amongst Christians and, and church members in the essence of what is true worship? What does it look like? Is it, you know, going back to 1940 and 1950 when we're singing the hymns and it's just a guitar and one person up there? Or is it like we're doing today in our culture with a big band, maybe a, a, almost like a concert? You know, the debate is there, isn't it? And we wrestle with it. There's a tension there that, that we dialogue about and we talk about. But I, but I think in, that, in the midst of that, we, we lose sight of what true worship is. See, because we've taken our eyes off of who we are worshiping and we've placed them on something else. We've placed it on a building, a place that we use to gather in. So I, I believe that it's not that we don't love God enough. I, I believe it's that we don't understand God's love enough. 
Would you agree with that? See, because the depth of God's love is so rich, so deep, that it, it moves beyond a building or a place, and it moves directly into the heart of those that he created. See, when we have a better understanding of God's love for us, I believe only then will we begin to worship him in true worship, in spirit. See, the Bible teaches us about this love. In your notes there, you'll see, and it'll be on the screen, we learn that God's love is steadfast and unchanging. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and, and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. See, there's two parts of that verse that are important. The steadfast love who it's given to, and how it endures, how it's been given to us, and it never changes. See, we learn that God's love, it comforts us. In Zephaniah 3.17, it says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love, and he will exalt you with a loud singing. See, he will quiet you. He will comfort your spirit. He will calm you in the midst of all of the storms, all of the things that are going on in this world. See, the love that God has for us is a comforting kind of love. See, we learn that, that God's love is revealed to us through Jesus Christ. Romans 5.8 says, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ dies for us died for us and of course john three sixteen says god so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son see god loves us and he revealed that love through his son jesus christ he wanted us to see it tangibly he wanted us to see it alive and what it looked like see we learn in god's word that that god's love is poured into us through the Holy Spirit. We just sang this, this beautiful song, inviting God into our presence, asking God to dwell in us and to live in us, to, to fill this place with his presence. And God does just that. Romans eight eleven says this. It says, If the Spirit of him, God, who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to you to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. See, God has given us his spirit. He has poured out his spirit upon us, in us. He dwells amongst us. See, that's love. See, that's God's love. See, and God's love compels us to love one another. 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is what? Love. See, God loves us. And I think, sadly enough, as a culture, as Christians, we, we kind of lose sight of that love. We, we forget about that love. And I think what happens is that, that, that the devil 
He reminds us of our sin. He calls us by our sin, right? But you know what God does? He calls us by our name. See, he says, Floyd, I want to remind you today that that you are loved. That I, I love you with a love that you cannot change, that you cannot erase. That there's nothing that you can do to change this love that I have for you. See, God wants you to know that he loves you. Everything that God has done from the day that you were born to today is a reminder of that love. You know, one of the things that I think we lose sight of as a church body, as Christians, is that when we gather together on Sunday mornings, it's all about that love. See, it's not because we we come to check off a box and say, okay, I've got this to do this week. Oh, make sure we get to, to church on Sunday morning. Oh yeah, we did that, got that. Now let's go have lunch and do that now i got some chores to do you know it's, it's about gathering together corporately together as the church body and allowing god to love us and in that love we we return that favor we return that love by loving one another yeah i want you guys to know and i want you to understand how important you are to god my hope is that, that you understand and that you know how important you are to me. How, you, how important you are to the person that's sitting across the aisle from you right now. That's sitting in front of you and behind you. See, because the way you come and the way you love God is reflective of who God is in your life. When you understand this, this great love, not only will you be changed, but you will change the world around you because your life will reflect the character and love of God. Well, here in just a, a few moments, we're going to sing a, a couple of songs. And I know in your mind you're thinking, wow, he's short today. We're not done yet. But what I, what I would like for us to do in these next few min- moments, I want the band to come up, and what I'd like us to do is just that. Together as the body of Christ, I want us to reflect and remember God's love. I want us to reflect upon it. And what we've done here is we've created some opportunities for us to be able to do that. In just a moment, I'm going to pray for us. And then Jeff and the band is going to come up and they're going to sing and lead us through some time of worship. But what I want you to do this morning is find some people around you and not only pray with them, but pray for them. Find find some people around you and and work your way around the church. And we set up this cross here as a remembrance, as a reminder. You know, it's simply a, a piece of wood, but what it does is it reminds us of the love that was given for each and every one of us. It reminds us that Jesus Christ paid a price on a cross so that those sins can be forgiven. And it reminds us that we had a part in nailing Jesus to that cross because of our sin. Over here, we we have an area where as we remember and we reflect on the sacrifice that Jesus made, we call it communion. And communion is us gathering together and we break bread together. We eat together. And the cracker, the bread, the juice, it's just a symbol of what's been done for each and every one of us through God's love. So I want to ask you this morning as we sing these next few songs to to come, bow before the cross.
come and, and remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. But also reflect. Reflect on, on the things in your life that maybe today even stand in the way of your relationship with God. Reflect and, and ask God to, to search your heart for the areas in your life where, where maybe he wants to change you. Maybe he wants to, to work in you so that he can work through you. And as you do that, you can come over here and this is a time to give. To give yourself, to give your offering, your tithe, to just reflect and say, God, I know you want to do something in me because I know that you want to do something through me. And whatever that is in me, in this very moment, I am responding to that call. I'm responding to that moment and saying, God, I will listen. I will be obedient to that. I will trust you in that. Together as the body of Christ, when we gather together, it's so important to be reminded that we are here to love God, that we are here to love one another. And so let's worship together. Let's give our affections to the God that loves us so deeply, that created us. And let's give our affections to one another to help each other on this journey, to encourage each other in this journey. Let me pray for us. Father, we come into your presence and we do it in the precious name of Jesus Christ. And for this reason, we bow our knees. We bow before the Father. We bow before you from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of your glory, that you might grant us to be strengthened with power through your Spirit in our inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, that we, Soul Real Church, that we may be rooted and grounded in your love, that we may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses, surpasses knowledge, that we, your children, Father, may be filled with all the fullness of who you are, because we are a reflection of you, Father. You created us to be image bearers. Now to you, who is to able to do so much more, so much more than we could ever imagine, that we could ever think of, that you could do that in us and through us. By the power of your Spirit, we give you glory, we give you praise, and we give you our love forever and forever.
Jesus is calling Have you come to an end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling Oh, come to you
cross as you wait for the crown Tell the world of the treasure you found Father God, we love you still and always. We thank you for sending your son, God. The precious blood that was spilt for us. We lay our lives at the foot of the cross, God. In response, God, to what you've done for us, we can never repay. But what we can do is lay ourselves at your feet to give you our love. And not only to give you our love because you've loved us, but for us to give that love to others, God. Thank you for teaching us, for molding us. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Well, to become a house of worship, we have to focus on what God says is the greatest of all things, and it's love. See, it's God's love 
for us and our love for one another. See, the Bible teaches us that love is, what love is and what love does. See, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, Paul, after he tells the church how important every part of the body is, how he tells us we are all gifted and we have things to offer, he tells us something very specific. He says this, he says, I will show you a more excellent way. So it's not just about having an ability to do something or a gift to do something specific, but there is something even more to it than just that. And if you would, turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 13. And I want to read this passage to you because Paul explains to us exactly what it is and what it does. And he's talking about love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in verse 1. Paul says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I, have a prophetic, if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, Jesus Christ, the partial will pass away. See, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. See, the definition of the love Paul is referring to comes from the Greek word agape. It's an unconditional, unrelentless kind of love. See, it's an undeserved and without thought of return kind of love. It doesn't expect anything back. See, this is God's love. This is who God is. He expressed an unselfish esteem for the objects, you and I, of his desire. 1 John 4, 7 through 12 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. I want to stop right there. We'll finish reading the last few verses, but I want to ask you a question this morning. I want to ask you, how is your house? I want to ask you, is it a house of love? 
When you do things, when you use your gifts, are you leading from the platform of loving others, not expecting from others? See, I think as, as a church, we need to ask ourselves that question as we begin to, to minister to the community. Again, it's been what God wants to do in us before he can do something through us. See, and if we're not a house of love, then it tells us very clearly that we don't know God. We don't understand this love that God has given us, that he offers every person that he created. That neighbor, that coworker, that person down the road, the guy that's tailgating us. See, it's God's love. See, and if we don't love one another, then we can't say that we love God. Well, the passage continues by saying, in this, love, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is per- perfected in us. See, when we love each other in the same way that we are loved by God, it has an effect on this world. Not only again, like I said, does it change us, but it will begin to change the world around us. See, and it's, it's God's love. It's God's character being revealed through each and every one of us. Well, I want to close our time by pointing us to what God's word says here in this passage of what we have been given and what it looks like. See, it shows us here what love is. In verse 4 through 6, it says, Love is patient. Are you patient? It says, Love is kind. Are you kind? It says, Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Are you always insistent on your own way? See, these are tough questions that we have to ask ourselves. It says it is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices. And I want you to focus in on this part. Rejoices with the truth. See, that's the most important part of this passage is that love rejoices with the truth. See, when we worship, we are to worship in what? Truth and what? Spirit. So if we want to worship, if we want to be a house of worship, we have to worship in truth. We have to rejoice in God's truth. We have to look at his word. And when his word says, hey, you know what? You need to love that guy. Then you know what? We better love that guy. When his word says, hey, you know what? I need you to go serve that guy. Then you know what? We, We need to go serve that guy. And it's unconditional. It's not because we'll get a reward or even a high five or a thank you. It's because it's what love is. It also tells us what love does. Verse 7, it says that love bears all things. It believes all things and it hopes all things. It endures all things. That's a whole lot of all, isn't that? (laughs) You know what the, the, the Greek translation for all means by definition? You know what it means? all (laughs) doesn't leave anything out there's nothing in there it's all see this kind of love 
does all of this. It bears this. It believes it. It hopes it. And it endures it. See, God's love will never end. It will, you and I could never do anything to change it. We could never do anything to, to tweak it or adjust it. All we can do is live in it and be a part of it and share it. And we do that by bearing things with one another, believing things with one another, having hope and offering hope with one another. And we do it from here to eternity. See, that, that's the hardest part I think we face as a, as a body of believers is the, 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 the perseverance side of it because things get hard. Life gets tough. You know, we, we start to resort to what love isn't and we think of our own selfish nature. We begin to behave badly and then we forget that when we love, we are to rejoice in the truth and what God's word teaches us. See, as the body of Christ, if we're, we're a house of worship, we should come together and, and bear with one another. We should believe with one another. We should be hopeful with one another. See, these are all steps that we take in our faith by bearing each other's sins, by bearing each other's burdens, by, by praying with each other and encouraging each other, believing in the, the same God that loves you just as much as he loves me by sharing the hope of Jesus Christ with all those that are around us. See, and it comes down to, to one simple word, faithfulness. See, we know God is faithful in all things. He's faithful in this love. But the question that we have to ask ourselves, will we be faithful in loving one another? Will we take the steps to bear, to believe, to hope, to endure with one another? So I, I want to just say this morning as we go away from here and challenge you to take the simple first step. This first step to, to becoming a house of worship. Come. That's it. Just come. Show up. When there's an opportunity to gather together, show up. Sunday mornings, we have small groups throughout the week. We have women's ministry, men's ministry, Show up. Come together. Endure all things. Hope all things. Be the church. Be the body of Christ. Be a house of worship. Gather together in Jesus' name, seeking to gain, to understand, and to grow together. And then when you do that, when you get that first step right, I want to challenge you to do this. Invite somebody to come with you. Help someone else to do the very same thing. Pretty simple, huh? We just have to commit to do it. To become a house of worship, we have to take steps. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for the life that you've given us, the breath that we breathe. Father, we thank you for this love. Your love is amazing, and we're so grateful for it. Lord, we just are beginning to even understand the depth of your love, Father. But as we do, we know that in your presence, we will find joy. And not only joy, but the fullness of joy. That in your presence, presence that we will, we will understand all the great things that you have for us and you desire for us, Father. So Lord, help us to become a house of worship. Help us to live our lives in reflection of who you are. To love others 
to reflect your character, to live our lives in obedience to who you are, Father. Lord, we thank you for these moments. We thank you for this time. And we lift our hands to you in praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.